Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody, welcome to episode 130 of the Camping Crew Podcast. I'm Aaron Burchell. And I'm Chris Byrne. This is meant to be a fun podcast. We're just enthusiasts and what we discuss on the podcast are just our own personal views, although we do look into things that you ask us to look into. If you'd like to support the podcast and if you can afford to, you can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash the camping crew. I want to say thank you to Angela C this week for her donation. Right, let's jump straight into it. And I'm going to call this a good news story you have this time, Chris. Yeah, I came across an article during the week from the Leash Nationalist. The heading is camper van and camping sites needed in Leash. So you'll get this story if you're looking at yourself as leash-nationalist.ie. And the date there was from the um, 2nd of October. Um, so um, the article goes, Leash County Council has no land or funds available to develop caravan, motorhome, campervan, glamping or camping service sites around the county. However, council staff are engaging with private businesses and state agencies, agencies to explore options of how these facilities could be developed. It has held talks with Quilcha to see how much camping facilities could complement the mountain bike trail in the Sleeve Blue Mountains. The council said that despite having no funds, a lease partnership may be in position to provide funding of up to 200,000 to private landowners to develop camping carbon facilities, as well as up to 30,000 available to private and community organisations to carry out how feasible it would be to set up such facilities in their area. That's a great little suggestion, isn't wow. that? I think some councils thinking outside the box, Aaron. Yeah, but here's and and I'm just looking devil's advocate. You know, they have no funding. However, they can come up with two hundred thousand. You could do a lot. You could do a nice air for two hundred thousand. I I think maybe the fact that they're saying let's let private people do it and we'll we'll help them means that they don't have to have the hassle of running them. But look, anything I, any extra parking is is brilliant. I think that funding that they're talking about to 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 provide to the landovers to develop probably comes from a different pool. They have certain funds, don't they, allocated for different, one maybe mm. for tourism, one for supporting private businesses. So that yes, part is yes. probably coming out of a different uh, a different envelope maybe, you know? Yes. Well, look, let's watch this space. And as you said, it's from the Leash Nationalist. So just look it up online, read the story. It's a good story there. It's in-depth. And that mountain bike trail, I was actually only talking to a chap, I think it was last Tuesday or Wednesday, who's big into the mountain biking. And he was only saying to me, he literally bought a small van and half converted it just to carry his bikes and have somewhere to lie down because he goes for two or three day treks. And he was saying, it's a pity they don't do something up around Schlee Bloom. I cycle a lot up there. And here we are, <laughs> coincidentally, yeah. we just happen to be talking about it. But if you look at all these new greenways that are all inland, so forget about your ancient east and your wild Atlantic way, let's move inland. If you look at uh, at all the the greenways that are set there, the blue A's in, mm-hmm. in, uh, in your area and that, like there's very few campsites accessible from those walking distance. So it could be like if councils don't have money allocated for it, you know, they can certainly support fund. and encourage local businesses or farmers or or people to to open up their facilities. Like they don't have to start off a big fancy campsite with all the facilities. No. You know, do what Dick is doing down in Ardmore. Just provide water uh, somewhere to empty the the grey water and somewhere to empty the black water. You know, start simple and, and work up. 
I love where on that story, a councillor PJ Kiley, sorry, PJ Kelly said that the GAA club, Courtwood, has toilet facilities on the club grounds, which could be used as an air to provide parking for touring caravans. And the councillor Brennan went on to say, and I, where he's got this information from, I don't know. We need to see more action for facilities for motorhomes and caravans. People are leaving Leash to go to the likes of Kerry, Waterford and Cork. Just flip all for us in Waterford. They give it to us on one hand and then change the bylaws with the other. And then a councillor, John King, went on to say that in Rathdowney, we don't charge motorhomes to park in the town. Now, that's all we need. Somewhere to stay over for the night. If there's facilities, brilliant, and we are prepared to pay. And yeah, you mentioned GA clubs there. I, I remember seeing on Facebook a number of GA clubs opened up their grounds for camping during the summer as well. Um, I can't place any of them. Donegal is kind of springing to mind mm-hmm. that there's a, a few, or maybe it's in Sligo or Mayo somewhere, but not a great idea, like, you know, during the quiet periods. Um, clubs can also open up for, for parking and that, you know. And when you look at the likes of the hub in Greg Namana, I mean, that's a community organisation and it's doing absolutely brilliant and they need funds. And especially with with the coronavirus and with the COVID that we've just come through and are still going through where they couldn't have their bake sales or they couldn't have their runs or their marathons. And to get 10 or 12 or 15 euro a night from a motorhome and you'd look at the hub in Greg Namana, a fantastic success story regarding motorhome parking during the summer they must have really really loved getting that funding oh yeah i'd say so anyway let's move on we've got listeners messages and shout by the way we will come back to that story it's leash-nationalist.ie if you want to read more on that listeners messages and shout outs what have we got yeah we love getting interaction on social media especially when people take the time to write us a message and uh, kevin hackett left us a lovely message on one of the facebook groups there uh, during the week he says uh, hi, Chris, he said, uh, I was in response to my posting, just advertising the latest episode of the podcast. He said, hi, Chris, I'm flat out to the mat here listening to your podcast. Only 100 or so left to catch up with. <laughs> Smiley face. I'm thoroughly enjoying them. They're very informative and it seems that every week I'm learning something new. Well done to both of you and Aaron. Keep up the great work. Hope to chat to you in person someday when our paths cross. So great message there. And, you know, we love that feedback. It's it's nice mm-hmm. for it's nice for us to to know who some of the listeners are as well and interact. So and I went got back to thank Kevin and told him if he ever had any suggestions that he wanted us to talk about that he could uh, he could reach out to us. Yes, and please do remember, I know the camping season is coming to an end, but myself and Chris will still be getting out over the winter nights, even for a night here and there. If you see either of us, especially if you see myself and Charlie in the b-ball, please do come over, say hi, and so we can have a bit of a chat and again, get suggestions from you for things that we can cover in the podcast. I got an email from Carl during the week and he wanted to know if we could help. He's looking to get extended cables for his solar kit that he bought on eBay because the cables that came with the kit were too short. I've been racking my brains. Now, I got no cables with the solar kit that I bought. Well, I bought a panel and batteries from a company, but a local house solar guy just happened to be getting his van serviced out in Anthony's. The mechanic is out in my yard and he actually made me up two cables he said what length do you want and he made them up so i don't know do you know of anywhere i did get onto a couple of companies and said do you do that but they sell the standard kits that come with we'll say the five meters of cable and it's not an ordinary bit of cable now as far as i know yeah i i, I 
I suppose I got mine fitted on by somebody, but uh, I know that uh, Tony and Ross and the camping crew uh, and Malcolm, I think, have fitted their own solar as well. So certainly we'll check in with those and um, we'll reach back out to Carl with some information. If we get it, we'll share it obviously with you guys as well, if there's any recommended place. And likewise, if any of the listeners know of a good place to pick up reliable, lengthy uh, solar cables, we'd appreciate uh, any suggestions. Yeah, we'll give you the contact details in a couple of minutes at the end of the podcast. I'm sure we might even hear from Dennis or Adrian or some of the usual gadget yeah. guys now will be on to 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 give us a, a, a whole list of places to go. Now, campsites and stopovers, Charlie and me this week, Chris, it's uh, Friday's video, 9am, youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog. It's stop one of the Kerry Killarney trilogy. Now, what I'll say to you, Chris, this one took me by surprise. I went down to review the campsite and wow, it didn't turn out to be what I thought it was going to be. That's all I'm going to say. It's of Beechgrove Caravan and Camping Park in Killarney. And that's this Friday, 9 a.m. YouTube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog. Stop one in our Kerry slash Killarney trilogy. You love dropping those little teasers, don't you, Aaron? This one took me by surprise, honest. <laughs> and I say it in the video, it's it's really worth a watch. It's a campsite review that like I've never done before. That's all I'm going to say because I want to tell you about it, but we're just not going to. We're building up, Aaron, to next year uh, mm-hmm. on the podcast. But I suppose more importantly for you on Charlie and Me, you're kind of after hitting uh, yeah. a huge amount of campsites uh, across Ireland. But I know there's some campsites out there, some little hidden gems that you haven't been to. And what we're going to do is going to ask the listeners, is there a campsite that you've been to that you'd like uh, Aaron to get out to and review? Yeah, please do, because, you know, we go through the Camping Ireland website and their book and we go through the other book that's available. And then we see on some of the Facebook groups, campsites, if there's any hidden gem, be it a stopover or preferably a campsite, especially for the winter months, or even just to start looking at next year, please do let us know. We'll give you the contact details. You can get in touch with myself and Charlie through the podcast emails. Any little gems that you think, oh, do you know what? Charlie and me should go there. And we will gladly put it on the list and take time to go down. It's free publicity for a campsite or a stopover that maybe you love. Maybe it's a new air or a new campsite or a well-established campsite that you're kind of saying, how come the guys haven't been there yet? Please do get in touch at some stage. We'll give you the contact details and myself and Charlie would love to pop along. We're looking now actually for next week to start doing our winter trilogy. I want to hit a couple of campsites. We, of course, do have the van build project to the Overlander, but I still want to get out and review some campsites during the winter. So if you've got hidden gems, please do let us know. Yeah, I'm sure there are some out there now that are um, little small kind of uh, campsites or, you know, uh, overnight places as well, uh, kind of the more official ones, airs at that. So, you know, we'd be delighted to hear from you. Right. Products, tips and camping hacks. Just a tip, and this is one we give out every year and we'll continue to give it out as people start storing their motorhomes and caravans and tents and all that away for the winter. Just your usual friendly reminder to air out all your um, awnings and your tents and uh, all of that uh, before you store it away for the winter because you'll be you'll get a nice little surprise come spring when you start to reuse that again as the uh, you know, they can get kind of mouldy and damp and smelly. So you really want to make sure they're completely dry and then packed away for the winter. 
Now, if like me, you've got indoor storage for your vehicle, be it a caravan, campervan or motorhome, or if you have a garage that you can pitch your tent, don't forget your chairs. Because one year I put away all the stuff, parked up, thought everything was great took out two of my chairs and one of them was a bit damp and there was mold on it. Now I did get a mold remover. You can still see a, a few little stains, but I did clean it thoroughly. So don't forget if you have somewhere that you can open up your camp chairs to let them dry thoroughly, don't forget to open them up as well. Yeah, it's a very good suggestion are the chairs that I forgot about those. And look, we will touch base. We're, we're well and truly heading into the winter. You can go back on the podcast and listen about winter storage, emptying water tanks, but we will touch base on that again over the uh, coming podcasts as well. Great. So um, after that, Neil, we're going to move to um, a, a little, uh, I suppose it's, a, it's another little tip. Um, we At the start of this year, we bought, uh, we changed our motorhome steps. Our step up to the motorhome is quite high. So I got what uh, the name, I think, is a Royal Deluxe uh, Steps. The problem with the steps that we got, though, it's the four legs tend to sink into the ground in some campsites oh, yeah. when the ground is soft. Now, it does have kind of crossbars going along, but the crossbars are probably about maybe three or four inches up from the actual steps. So, you know, you really want to make sure that it has secured in before you kind of step in and out of the motorhome. There's a couple of little simple solutions uh, if you've got the same problem to, to prevent us. Uh, I saw one person online suggesting they just got a couple of car mats, throw them down. What you can also use is a, maybe a, a couple of short planks mm-hmm. just to kind of spread that weight around itself from going in. Um, you, you know, like the casters you can get for your chairs at home to stop marking um, wooden yes. floors and things like that. They're very good as well. And you can get proper official weight distribution pads as well um, from uh, a lot of the camping sites. Again, for that very reason, to stop tables and chairs and stuff um, from sinking in the ground. Again, guys, if you have anything that you use to prevent, even if it is your, your little four-legged tables or your steps from sinking into the ground on the wet, during the wet weather on wet ground, please do let us know. Again, contact details are on the way, but they're good ones. Now, some sense uh, our steps, when they go into the ground, when they hit that crossbar, they stop. Yeah. So in one sense, it actually secures the steps when you're walking in and out. So it's, it's kind of good in one way, but it yeah. does drop a little bit of the height, you know. And if you go to pull them out, it probably takes off the little black bungs <laughs> on the end of your steps. So again, and if you've had any way. Right, Camp Life, I love this question because it's something that myself and Mrs B were talking about during the week. So I think a lot of people are uh, probably considering now maybe upgrading their motorhome um, for next year. So they're going to sell the one they have, get a new one. If you're planning on doing that, you might uh, tell us and let us know what your biggest motivating factor is like what i'm kind of leading to is are you going to change something in your motorhome with your next motorhome are you going instead of maybe going for a drop down bed are you going to go for a fixed bed or instead of mm-hmm. getting one large bed for the kids are you going to go for bunk beds what's driving you to change a motorhome maybe you just want to come up in the years and get something newer um, yeah we'd love yeah. to 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 hear what would be a a big deciding factor or driving factor for you, Aaron, to change the motor if you're going uh, to we, we, were, we were thinking about it. We were thinking maybe in 2022, uh, at no particular time, some stage next year, selling the, the B-Ball and selling the Heimer and then putting the two funds together and coming up. I know I've loved my Heimers and I'm on my third Heimer, but at this stage, I think I love the layout. So the layout is 
perfect. We have the, the fixed bed down the back. We've low profile. We don't have the drop down bed. We've no need to drop the table, you know, because we've no kids or other people with us. So I would stick with the layout. But I think I want to move away from Heimer. I love the Bustners because they have the different color cab, you know, usually to the white camper. And you know me for branding, I like to make the van stand out a little bit. I think if we're changing, the layout is perfect. The only thing that would swing in our favor if, if it was the bigger fridge freezer, like the household size, as opposed to the little small fridge we have. We have an oven. I, I wouldn't mind losing the oven, but I love the layout. So I think if we do change, we're going to be changing to come up from a 06, but I think it's time for a new model, a new make. Yeah, I suppose if I was changing yours, we have so the overhead cab, we've got a a, a double bed down below, it converts from a, the, the dinette seating. You know, I'd probably go for a fixed bed down in, in the back with maybe a garage underneath it, and possibly a drop down bed, or maybe like a, a double dinette for the kids, because I suppose the kids are getting older, they won't always mm-hmm. come camping with us, although they still love camping. So will probably get something something like that. They're, you know, I want them to have their own kind of little space as well, so, you know, they're they're not sharing a bed anymore maybe you know would you consider a layout like what ross has gone for because like that his three kids are getting older you've only the two to worry about but he went for the bunk beds would you think about giving the girls their own bunk space yeah absolutely i would and um, providing that you know i could pack up one or fold up one of the bunks to mm-hmm. make a bigger garage space or something like that you know right uh, any um, talk of changing or is this just hypothetically speaking for the podcast? I just hope that we'll probably keep our one for another year or two and then come a good bit up then. Like, yeah, know. it's just because the girls are getting bigger. And I mean, Ross's timing was perfect, wasn't it? And he's so happy with the van that, yeah. that he's got at the moment with the layout. Absolutely. Actually, he was saying that he just wants to change the fridge. But then again, when you five people go and they go away for long lengths, I suppose that fridge is really for a week you know, the standard fridges that we have. But Ross was saying that he wants to actually buy a fridge freezer, which would, you'll still have to do a bit of shopping over three or four weeks, but not as much as if you were with the small fridge. But yeah, I, I want to change to a new model. And none in particular, I do like Bustners, but in saying that, if we found one with the layout and it happened to be, I think I would stick with the Fiat, which a lot of them are. I possibly would go, some of them are Fords, but I would the only model I would shy away from engine wise is Citroen, but that's just my own personal choice. So most of them are still the Fiat Caro, and I would just like to change to a new brand. Yeah, I think it's always nice to have a to have a change as well. Although, in fairness, the, the Heimers we have and always had have been very good as well. So yeah. you know, I certainly would would consider that in a mix. But I, you know, I wouldn't be going for brand. I would be going for. I suppose features and reliability and all of that, you know. Right. Well, that just about wraps up the podcast for today. Although we are thinking the winter months are heading in. So we're actually thinking from this is the from this week, we're going to go with the podcast every two weeks on a Wednesday. So I think the next one kicks off around the 20th. There will be no podcast next Wednesday. So it gives you two weeks to get in touch with us and give us your ideas, anything that you'd like us to discuss on the podcast. Is there something that we've done on a podcast already that you'd like us to do a more in-depth dive into? We would really, really love to hear from you. So please do get in touch. Any of your messages or your ideas or your campsite suggestions or product reviews or anything that you'd like myself and Chris to look into, or if you've got something that you've looked into and you want us to talk about it, remember we can record 
interviews with you guys and you can take part in the podcast. And remember, we still have stickers. They're free and they always will be. We need your name, address and your postcode. But for you to get in touch with us, you need all our contact details. Chris. Yeah, and uh, as well as that, we will be uh, active on social media and Instagram and Facebook. Um, so we'll be still happy to, to chat away there uh, in between the two weeks. So as Aaron said, we want all those ideas and suggestions in uh, and that. But to get in touch with us, our webpage is thecampingcrew.ie. On email, it's campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at thecampingcrew. On Instagram, you'll find us at the Camping Crew Podcast. Facebook, you'll find us in all the good motorhome and camping groups. Forum-wise, you'll find us at motorhomecrack.com or boards.ie. And of course, we're on campsitereview.com. It's our sister website. We've got a forum there that, again, is free and always will be. And every Friday, 9 a.m., youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog. This Friday is stop one in the Kerry Killarney uh, trilogy and we'll be bringing you updates on the van build project Two, the overlander which is kicking off in the next couple of weeks as well if you see us during what's left of the season please do call over and say hi from me aaron virtual stay safe till we talk again in two weeks time and it's goodbye from me chris and we hope you're enjoying the podcast if you are don't forget to subscribe share uh, our podcast on social media and most importantly tell your camping friends all about us Well, that's it for another podcast from The Camping Crew. Thanks for listening and do join us again very soon. Safe camping. Mm